With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are live. Hi, everybody. I am Derek. This is Screen Heroes episode 107. I have my two normal hosts with me, Ryan Hello. and Ray. That's crap. Every other week, we're lovely and wonderful. Today, we're normal. Because we have a lovely guest. I'm, See, I'm not gonna... sure. Oh, so we're less <laughs> lovely by comparison. Is what yes. Okay. Yes, you are. But we do have a guest, John, from Worst Comic Podcast Ever. Thank you very much for getting the uh, for getting the name of the show right. That's very <laughs> unusual. Even our sponsor normally doesn't get the name of the show right, so that's fantastic. We, we've been called just about everything. So yeah, the Worst Comic Podcast Ever. Very nice. Thank you. Usually when you're not here, Derek just right. leaves out the comic part. Right. Just the worst. <laughs> there actually is a Worst Podcast Ever. There's actually a podcast called that. Wow. So, uh, But we didn't know about that one before we started ours. That'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to... So our, our handle is at Heroes Podcasts. Right. It's plural, but if you leave it singular, it's an old uh, Heroes TV show podcast. Yes, yes, yes. So Check that out. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's very topical. Yeah. Uh, hey, season yeah. one of that podcast could have been pretty good. <laughs> right. Season one of Heroes was actually pretty yeah, solid. they should have just ended it. Uh, <laughs> and I had so much hope for the, for the relaunch. And it just immediately went, and I think three episodes in, I'm like, I literally don't care if everyone in this show dies tomorrow. <laughs> like, I do not care about anybody. That's harsh. I, I'm just telling you how I felt. I appreciate that, yeah. in honesty. Yeah. Well, that was Zachary Levi. Yes. Oh, good our segue. Shazam. Yeah. He is our new Shazam, and Ryan and John have very strong opinions about the costume. <laughs> What's funny is I'm, I'm, I feel evil now, too, because I'm drinking out of the Black Adam uh, glass. So maybe that's why you're so negative about the suit. Exactly. I'm sure Black Adams will be so much cooler. I bet it will be. He doesn't. Uh, well, he doesn't Black always have the, cooler. Come he on. always have, have the cape. Uh, I'm. Yeah. I'm. Uh, for what? And hey, listen. Pre-shots of costumes are so difficult to really get a good judgment on. Everything's made with CGI now. Well, yeah. Capes especially in superhero movies. Yeah. I mean, I bet that the lightning on the front, I wouldn't be surprised if it lights up the whole time. Yeah. Like if it's always just like like crackles or something. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, uh, so we'll see when it actually comes on. But I thought, you know, when they, when we saw the first versions of the Flash outfit, um, it looked way too dark. Uh, but I think it plays pretty well on TV for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, this is the TV version, not the movie version per se. But uh, the movie version was uh, another little weird part for me. But I, uh, we, we can, I, I, I don't know how far, fe- I don't know how far afield we want to go on that. But uh, yeah, I'm interested <laughs> to see the t- the cape looks like it comes part way down. The Shazam cape looks like it comes part way down, and then there's a gap. And then it, it, there's like another cape attached to the first cape. I, I can't it's quite figure it out. And he has a hood, which is very New 52. You're right. The hood is the very well, New 52 that's version. Like just, that's like Justice League War. Very it, the whole suit looks very right, much yeah. Justice League War. Yeah. 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 I mean, this, this, the shots we got this week were much more, they were like high quality 
from a real DSLR, not somebody like doing a cell phone picture. So you could actually see that it's textured, which a lot of people were complaining about, that it didn't have texture and it was going to look weird next to Superman's suit, which is all textured. Um, Even though Superman is alien and Shazam's is magic. Well, Batman is human and he has texture on his suit too. So right. and it's not really, I think it's just it's true. the way that they're going. Why are you so but, dirty? Uh, I was messing with resin <laughs> yeah. uh, before I came over here. She's a project for your hands. <laughs> oh, I, uh, just, this is just a thought she was having earlier in the week. Uh, I, um, you know, it's interesting about the Shazam thing. I'm, I'm curious. I'll be very curious to see if, if the Captain Marvel. Well, number one, will they call him Captain Marvel or Shazam? I think they've already said it's Shazam. I mean, well, in the movie, maybe they were right. differently. In, in the right, because in the books now they've gone to calling him Shazam. I thought they lost the rights to Captain Marvel because Marvel sued. Uh, th they may not be able to call the book or the movie Captain Marvel, but they can call character. the character yeah. Captain Marvel. Okay. DC chose to call the character now Shazam, which doesn't make any sense because the wizard's name is Shazam. He just says the name of the wizard to turn into Captain Marvel, but they could still call him Captain Marvel. DC just said it's confusing and we're not going to do that. It makes some sense, <laughs> especially with Marvel having a Captain Marvel movie coming out. So it's smart to do that. I totally get it. My other thing is, will Billy Batson and Captain Marvel have different personalities? Because before before the know. before the mid '80s, when they when they kind of after post crisis, Captain when Billy says Shazam turns into Captain Marvel or Shazam or whatever you want to call him, <laughs> he's basically still Billy Batson in a grown right. up body, and that's the way it's been since the '80s. Prior to that, Billy Batson and Captain Marvel were two different people mm. that basically Captain Marvel would take over. Um, well, I think casting Zachary Levi pretty much says that he's going to have the child's personality. <laughs> My guess is you're correct. And I, I kind of hope that because I uh, like that. It's a, fu it's a fun play. And it, that makes him a lot more different and a lot different than Superman. Otherwise, the two characters, you know, are, have very similar power sets and there's and kind of a similar outline and, you know, they both have red in their costumes. And, right. You know, I guess yeah. that being... It does make it a little bit awkward if you then have a romantic situation. <laughs> That's true. Although him having a crush on Wonder Woman would be interesting. Right. Know. Oh, because well, we all do, but... <laughs> If if I if yes, I'm a kid and an, if I'm a kid in an adult's body, who is it appropriate for me to hit on? No Zero. nobody. Right, nobody. Zero. Right. If I hit on somebody who's my own real real age, that's super creepy. It's true. Right? <laughs> I don't feel like you're gonna avoid that. Right. And then if I'm with a woman who's the age of the character that I have the body that I'm in, and then like you know, Shazam! They're like, oh, that's awkward right in the middle of a romantic situation. Um, Probably should avoid saying that. There's that only point. one woman in the whole DCEU, so it's that's not going to, I don't think it'll be a big deal. <laughs> There's two. Mira's there. Kind that's, of. That's true. Okay. That's true. That's they, true. They made yeah. her a doll. But she hasn't met the others yet, just, no. just Aquaman. So. Correct. Like, if this turns out to be a super-powered version of the movie Big, I'm actually on board for this. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I hear you. you know? I have a feeling that's based on the director, that, that the way that they're going to go with it. So, in chat, there's your answer. In the movie Big, the old Tom Hanks movie, that movie basically said it was okay for him to hit on the adults because he was in an adult's body. So there you go. Yeah, all right. And because <laughs> we I, all know that's a good good thing to a bar to set. And, and since I was a kid yeah. when that movie came out, I think I think I was okay with it. <laughs> Are you still okay with it? I think that's the that's the question. I'm I'm not going to be in either one of the bodies, so it really doesn't matter. That's not your problem. <laughs> we also got besides Shazam, we got some casting news on the uh, Teen Titans Go movie, which I know you guys despise, but I actually like Teen Titans Go. So. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. It's so meta. It's yeah. hilarious. Well, um, they they cast Nick Cage as Superman. Yeah, which is amazing. To Something me. Tim Burton has wanted to do <laughs> since he was just. And like, if, I think if anybody at this table says they would not go see a Superman movie directed by Tim Burton starring Nicolas Cage called Superman Lives, they're fooling themselves. I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, don't <laughs> lie to me. Awful. You would go see it. I haven't seen Tim Burton's last five films. No, I'm but not going it's a for Superman that. movie. I mean. You that saw Man of Steel and you did not Aaron like Cavill. it. <laughs> I'm saying seen outside him the DCU. And his weird baby mouth. Whatever. Like I yeah, love that man. Yeah, his weird mustache. That was awkward. That was awkward. It was so well, awkward. I, I would just like to because for you, uh, you know, since we started the podcast, we have had an open invitation from Nicolas Cage to come on the podcast. <laughs> and I would just like that, to I would say that just continues case, over here too. Just yeah. in case that gets out, uh, this he catches. Uh, he does watch this. I'm sure. I'm just waiting in, to see him come in his castles. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> right. Right. They cast. They had some other weird casting choices. I think they count. I, uh, they uh, cast Lil Yachty. Which is a mumble rapper from I don't know. Kids listen to him nowadays kids. as Green Lantern, uh, which is interesting. And there's some and other casting it, I can't. Remember. So is it is it John Stewart or how? I would assume John Stewart, but okay. I don't know. It's this. They don't kill usually on, bring. Kill a lot, kill a lot. <laughs> they don't usually bring Green Lantern in on a TV show. They don't really have a lot right. of the adult characters, so I'm not. I I don't know. The, the meta jokes weird. where you've seen pictures of them or stuffed animals of them, it's usually a white lantern, so... Uh, you you know, mean I like, assume, like Kyle Rayner you know, white lantern? Like, or? like a white person. Caucasian. Uh, Caucasian. Uh, Caucasian lantern. Yes. Caucasian lantern. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but they yes. have had... Yes. had uh, Power some... of white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most powerful of the lanterns, so... <laughs> mm -hmm. We're not going to get into that. No. Probably best. Uh, we're, we're not... <laughs> Oh. Uh, Sorry, I opened news. that door. There's some other news. I think didn't, you brought something up before the podcast, didn't you? Or did, or, what, what were you saying? The, Fantastic Beast right. trailer dropped yeah. today. The Crimes mm -hmm. of Grindelwald. And is that the official title? Is that yes. what I said it was? Yeah, it's a weird title. It's a bad title. Yeah, it it is a bad title, and I have a feeling it's going to be like my least favorite Harry Potter film. Even like the I don't know. watch the kids go camping one, because that one's pretty boring. <laughs> That's actually the name of it, I think. The kids go camping. Harry, Harry Potter and the camping trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's... Harry Potter and who forgot the graham crackers? <laughs> yeah. Do they have spoiler? It was Ron. Ron. <laughs> of course, it was Ron. Ron would have eaten them all. That's I think true. rather than right Ron. on the way. Yeah, I did watch the. Wrong. I did watch the trailer, and it was. Fine. I mean, I'm not that big into Harry Potter. I've watched them all, but I'm not. Uh, and I've read five of the books, I think. So, I'm reminded of that yeah, quote pretty, from Parks pretty... and Rec where he's like, you made me watch all eight Harry Potter films. <laughs> it's you, kind of like that, you yeah. You love Harry Potter. You've seen all eight films. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of like that. I mean, I don't, the Fantastic Beast stuff, I don't know that well. And Well, that's you know, because it's all being made up. I guess. Like, I there's guess. zero reference. There are no books to read ahead of time. For well, that's the thing. Like, these movies are based off of a textbook book about magical monsters it's not really a story right so and jude law looked fine as as dumbledore and i mean i don't know it's it's very weird see, seeing him play a role that was so dumbledore has been like this fabulous man in cloaks and hats and he looks so great and then jude law comes in wearing this like shabby gray suit and supposedly he is not going to be gay and this is just the worst like maybe they just, just won't touch on that they're just going to make it, you, there's no romantic interaction, so you don't know. It's ambiguous. Here's the thing. Don't tell me it's an LGBT character. 
and create this whole thing for representation and then sweep it under the rug. I want there to be LGBT characters that blend in and you know you don't have to say their sexuality but we're not there yet and these people look forward to it they did the same thing with Holdo in Star Wars The Last Jedi and you know they're like oh well we talked about her having a relationship in the book well you know most people missed out on that she was still a really cool character. Dumbledore is still going to be cool, but... Well, what if Dumbledore's only in the movie for, like, ten minutes? And that, do, do you want then, in, yeah, somewhere in there to jam in there? Yeah, I'm going to hold okay? Like, I think he's going to be in it a little bit more than that. I don't know. I haven't so. read anything saying how much he's actually going to be in it. I would assume if they cast Jude Law, then he'd have a slightly bigger part, but, I mean, you never know. No, you're right. I, I just think if he has limited screen time, then then maybe that's not the best. But if he, yeah, if he's going to be in the full hour, hour and a half, or whatever of the movie, then yeah, he should probably there, should probably. There's just ways to better represent. We know that. Sure. So that's all. Was there anything else that happened this week? No. Let's talk about Wrinkle in okay. Time. Okay, so Wrinkle in Time came out in theaters last week. We'll run over the numbers real quick, but this you is love the numbers. I do. But this is your spoiler warning if you haven't seen the movie and or read the book. Um, we will probably be spoiling stuff here shortly. So, expensive movie in that it cost $100 million to make. Inexpensive in that, you know, Justice League and Civil War were two fifty dollars apiece. Ava Squad was is the first black female director to get that budget. Really? Yes. Nice. Okay. Well, that's cool. I didn't know that. Trivia. Uh, but it did not do well. It made a grand total of $39.2 million internationally. That's so far. So far. Right. So After far. five yeah. days. It hasn't been canceled yet. But. <laughs> Still out. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's that's its opening weekend made back 40% of its budget, um, which is not amazing. It got beat by Black Panther in its fourth week. Yeah. yeah. So, though, of course, Black Panther is over a billion dollars now, so that's not necessarily a fair comparison. Um, that Black Panther movie, a lot of people have seen it. Yeah. Some of us have seen it twice. I saw it two times. I just saw it the once. Movies are too expensive now. <laughs> I hear you. I took the fam. I went to go see it with uh, friends the first time, but I took the fam to go see it. Yeah. So had to go back and see it again. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Wrinkle in Time, uh, yeah. So wh- how do you guys normally do this? Do we want to go in? Thumbs? Do we stars? Do we just start talking? Do we cast? Thumbs What's and stars. Thumbs, is, so Thumbs no- and stars. Normally we do like a little spoiler-free, like just initial thought. Okay. As a round table, All right. then we dive in and destroy the film, and then we give okay. it our rating at the end. All right, that's a, that's pretty yeah, accurate. That's great. That's great. We don't great. always destroy pre- the film. Okay, if it's there's a good one film. movie, there's one movie we have reviewed that I felt better about it after we talked about Ooh. it. One, <laughs> and that was Thor Ragnarok. Okay, all right, which I agree with. Bye. So Ryan. Why don't you tell us uh, how you felt about Wrinkle in Time, assuming you don't fall asleep in the middle of telling us. Yeah, so it's a running gag. I fell asleep during this movie. Uh, <laughs> and you don't do that. You're and just I don't as really big of a that. cinephile as we yeah, are. Yeah, you guys so. have like gone to a lot of movies with me. At all times of the night. I think I don't really like, need to... 4 a.m. films together. <laughs> I think that alone says something about it. I just really didn't enjoy this movie. I, I don't mean, think this was made for It you. wasn't made for me. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, I went and saw it only because the podcast was reviewing it. If we weren't reviewing it, I would have not have gone and seen it. So yeah, I'm probably going to be really negative this whole time. So I'm sorry. I'm not a big Disney movie fan in general. Um, or kids movie. Uh, you know, so yeah, take that into account. But yeah, I did not like it. I thought it was pretty much a waste of $12 and 
an hour and a half or two hours or however much time I missed while I was sleeping of my time. It is hard to gauge time while you're yeah. asleep. <laughs> I, realistically, I think I only fell asleep for like six minutes or something, but it was during a really boring center section of the movie that I hated. So, Quick aside back, I actually fell asleep during Black Panther, but that was because... Wow. We went to go see the movie at like 11, and I don't go see movies at 11. And literally at 7 p.m., I was thinking, I can't believe I'm going to go see a movie tonight at 11 o'clock. This, I'm so tired. But I couldn't go to, I couldn't take a nap. I had work I had to do. And I, I definitely fell asleep. And then going back and watching it again, I realized, oh, I missed a lot of this movie. <laughs> I kept waking up during the final battle scene. But you know when you fall asleep and you really don't have a sense of yeah. time? I'm like... Okay, this battle scene could have been seven minutes or 45 or two hours, and I have no idea whatsoever how much. All of a sudden, there's rhinos, and then it's, I don't know what happened. Which was so, probably the best part In of all fairness, <laughs> all of a sudden, there were rhinos. Right, right, right. Yeah. The only movie I've ever dozed off during in theaters uh, was the first Hobbit movie. I saw mm. it at midnight, midnight release in the high frame rate, which was really disorienting. And I dozed off and woke up during the big barrel down the river sequence. Which is kind of a long scene. That's the second movie. Is that the second and movie? And first of all, you guys are cute. As you old. fell asleep during the first movie. <laughs> and we were so asleep for so long, you woke up during the <laughs> second movie. Because no one from the theater could, got you up. It was a whole year during later. <laughs> wow. I mean, basically to the day, yeah. They just let me sit there. You're actually celebrating your 40th birthday today. And, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, you so look that, great for forty. That, those yeah. movies feel really long, and I missed like an entire one. So. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You guys are cute. I, as a woman, could never fall asleep in public. That is just oh, a yeah. big no no. Like, Fair enough. <laughs> I had Colin and Jerry on both sides, oh, okay. so I was, I okay. was, yeah. So I was in a, a little manwich there. So I was good. <laughs> and who doesn't like manwich? I mean, Actually, I take it back. I had Jerry on one side, Colin was on the other side, and Ari Monroe was on this side. So I, I was surrounded by friends. So I was in, I was in a good. That's good. But yeah, sorry. Back to uh, Wrinkle in Time. Yes. So, so John, what what are your kind of spoiler-free-ish thoughts? Uh, I would agree a lot. I I found it pretty meh. Um, uh, And and I I have reasons, but I want to, for the spoiler-free part, um, I just, I felt like it was pretty slow. Um, uh, I I just didn't get into a a lot of what was going on. I, I didn't feel like there was a lot of great acting. In the movie to be a hundred percent honest um and it was okay and like I, I think i'm the only one at this table who actually has read the book yeah. um and even but to be honest and i know it's a well-loved book I, I read it partially because i was at a debate tournament but i didn't have to judge and i was in the library and there was on the shelf so i picked it up and read it in two hours or whatever it's not a very i mean it's not a long read it's not a, and again it's not a book made for i don't know what i was at the time probably 35 um, for a 35 year old dude, but, um, but I do read, I have read a lot of kids books that I really did enjoy. Um, but I would say I probably liked the book more than I liked the movie. Um, but that's me. We can get, we'll dig in a little deeper, but I I didn't love it. So. Right. All else fails. Mm -hmm. It's a gorgeous film. Everything about it was very pretty. Um, from, the cinematography, the sets, the outfits, everybody looked really great. And I read this tweet earlier today, and I'm going to totally co-opt it because it's everything. <laughs> it, it resonated with me because I, too, am on a journey to find Chris Pine and bring him home. Mm, so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I just liked it a little bit more because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
That's fair. Yeah, I thought it was a beautiful movie. Um, I like the cast quite a bit. So whenever there's a good cast, that at least keeps me somewhat interested. Hmm. Um, yeah, a little bum Chris Pine's not in it more. You know, he's barely there. That's he's the point. He's Kirkin. You know. Steve Trevor. Yeah, um, he is. Those are roles that he has played. Um, <laughs> 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 I am an IMDb. That's right. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's not the it wasn't the most enthralling version of the hero's journey that I've ever witnessed. Right, uh, and that's really what it is. Right, it's the it's, sure. it's the geography. Yeah, exactly. And I've just I've watched and read more more compelling ones. I guess is probably the right word. So. But this is your spoiler warning. We're going to dive in now with details and things like that. So, where should we start? At the beginning. Okay. Starts with Chris Pine being a genius and creating wormholes or something. I wasn't quite sure. We should sure. play Alt J's Tessellate right now. Just, <laughs> just really get on that, Derek. Yeah. 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 Um, Derek in the you, booth, can we get that? Can we get that audio? Thank you. You've got All 20 right. seconds. <laughs> you got 20 seconds. Uh, yeah, right, we, we, we go to break. We can't afford that type of licensing. Um, yeah, so, okay, so let's, speaking of, of that, though, they have the Tesseract in this movie, which I know is a term that existed long before the MCU, but... but uh, the MCU kind of stole it. Yeah. And when I heard that, I was like, Thanos is coming! <laughs> I mean, it is a Disney production, right? right? I mean, it is a crossover. <laughs> that would be the Each of the misses has an infinity there gem. <laughs> there you go. How excited would you have been if Josh Brolin showed up? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> if I was in a sleep, I would snap awake right then and been in forever. Happened. Yeah, And I would have stayed through the credits, too. <laughs> Yeah, and I do totally agree with uh, the, the commenters Chagrin. that Chris Pratt does look 100% like Gary from Team America. If you look at <laughs> oh Gary from God, Team America, yes. Chris Pine in this movie, there's a shot, there's a screenshot of the two of them side by side, and it is his hair, everything. It's 100%. Total credit. Yes, you were correct, 100%. What if Chris Pine really was Gary? Imagine it! Imagine it! Wow. I mean, the dumbest line in the entire movie. movie. You do not go into a scientific presentation, make dumbass conjecture, and then just go, imagine it! Imagine it! Wait, that's what not how science just, works? What if we could just teleport? Imagine it! That's not how you give a presentation. Give me some data. Do you have any theory? Like, you're five seconds into the presentation, and you've already just skipped everything to just, what, what if we could cure cancer by thinking about it? Imagine it! So this this movie this How do you really feel <laughs> this part of the movie for me is the exact opposite of Interstellar, where it tried really hard to explain why love is the fourth dimension. Ugh. And it's the same thing in both movies. It's love. We can travel through the entire galaxy in the blink of an eye if we know how to control love. And I really right. hate it. I really hate that. <laughs> just in general. Okay, like, well, except at the end, wasn't she like, "I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you"? Oh, now everything's fixed. Well, you fell, that, you fell asleep. There were a few more. Was there? I mean, no, I pretty sure. That's okay. it. That's what I thought. The rest of it is just the rest of them standing around. Yeah, exactly. So There's a lot of Oprah just standing. Yeah. Speaking of this, in front of a green she literally, I think it was around. in her contract not to walk. Because I don't think she took a step the entire movie. Or a moat. Well, she's not. She, she, she literally, <laughs> Oprah doesn't have an emotion in this movie. She, she grows and that's because she's not on set with anybody for most of it. I agree. Right. But she <laughs> like, literally has no emotion. Mindy Kaling has no emotion. 
Uh, Reese sm- Witherspoon kicks a kick, Reese, so there's that. Reese Witherspoon <laughs> I like Reese. is, uh, I, like I would Reese. say, by far the most interesting... Of the misses? Of the any of them. <laughs> of everybody. <laughs> I, I, I don't think she's the best. I don't think... Uh, she's not who I like the best in the movie. I would say I like best... And I'm going to jack up the pronunciation, but uh, Gugu Mabatha-Ra, I don't know. It's G-U-G-U. I have yeah. no idea how to say it. I'm going to say it like that. I thought she was fantastic. I thought mm-hmm. she was the most interesting character in the movie. I thought she was the most realistic. She was the one I most related to. I saw, She was in Cloverfield Paradox recently, if you've that seen that on Netflix. She was the wife? She Chris was the wife. wife. Yeah, yeah, she, she was, was great. Yeah. She was Chris Pine's wife in the movie, or Chris Pine was her husband in the movie. Sexist much? <laughs> But I thought My she bad. I thought she was fantastic. She was for me, she was the best part of the movie. Like I believed her in this movie uh, more than I believed any anybody else. But that's that's fair. I don't know that I have a, a favorite character. I, I found them all to be just drastically different from each other. Uh, I did like Michael Pena's uh, when he turned into the uh, well, that was just a really cool effect when he becomes, like, Pinocchio. Yeah, the, you know, the marionette. That's the word, marionette. Yeah, yeah I thought that was just a really cool effect. But, again, like, the movie's gorgeous, right? So the, the special effects were, were pretty solid. Um, so, okay. So, yeah, so he figures it out because he's staring at his wife and kid and he loves them and the world starts to work and he decides to walk through it. Which, <laughs> because he's got, his, he's got all his tech... And so he, he, he's got the vibrating frequency thing and the Chidaldi board, which is the two-dimensional board that you connect a frequency to and it vibrates. And then somehow that, and trust me, I've seen those before and loved something at the same time. <laughs> Both of those things. Like I'm looking at that. But did somebody you really wanted, love it? Oh, it was a cheeseburger. They, somebody had brought lunch <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And no ripples formed in the air, and I got transported to an evil place. Well, you don't need the board, because they don't use it ever again to travel no, they the don't. rest of the movie. No, they don't. Um, There's, you have to hit the right frequency until later, then you don't. Well, then you just have to, you have to know what the right frequency is in your head. You have, I to, guess. You have to feel it. You have to, maybe you have to love the frequency. Maybe that's the key. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Uh, I, yeah. Okay. All right. Ray, Ray you're being kind of quiet. Just Are we ruining it for this. you? So, no, uh, you can't ruin a movie for me. So he disappears, and then it's four years later, and the kids are having a rough time of it. Charles Wallace, who's the little brother who everybody agrees is brilliant, is definitely a little bit of an odd duck. First of all, never trust somebody with two first names. <laughs> That's like, right away, I knew that was it. It was over for this kid. 100%. That's true. <laughs> That's, That's just scientific. Yeah. I, I'm pretty okay. sure. Way more scientific than scientist, anything else but... in this movie. And then, and, and then the uh, sister Meg, the older sister Meg, who's the main character in the movie, that's the one we're supposed to mainly mainly relate to, um, she's not getting along. And, and to be fair, the girls at their school are grade A bitches. I mean, yeah, oh, about, like, here's the I thing. I would have hit them too. Like, here's the thing. She's got the thing on her locker. Like, literally just give that to the principal. Like, just mm-hmm. say, here's what... Here's Here. why I hit her in the face. Right. I will say the most emotion I felt in the entire movie was when her mother told her to write an apology letter to not just the principal, but right. also the girl. I was so angry at her for saying that. Well, it's <laughs> and that's in the first you 15... used to beat the crap out of that's bullies. True. 
But that's the first 15 minutes of the movie, and you really didn't have another big, giant emotional response the rest of the movie, did you? Not really. Well, no, there's a big response to Brussels sprout head when that happened. Brussels sprout head? Yeah, the, uh, the flying oh, leaf. Oh, oh, the oh. kale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reese Withers. Yeah. I mean, when, when, when she lets Wither the kale. children, when she lets one of the children fall off oh, yeah. of her. When they're all flying on her, like, which I'm sure is physical. In all so fairness. How that works, but Reese science. Witherspoon, Mrs. Watson was my favorite because of her lack of caring for children. Like, <laughs> Uh, I, I empathize with that wow. so much. Like, <laughs> I mean, so, it's a fair point. Right? Fair, fair enough. No, I mean, when they're flying, they do use a term that's real. Lift. That's a right. thing. That is a thing. <laughs> right. I mean, that makes it all legitimate. Right? <laughs> that's how it's a car service. I remember learning about lift in school. Right. Right. Uh, if you get a plane, a lot of people don't know this, and you can hold on to the wing, once the plane gets going, if you just let go, <laughs> then you move at the same speed and right. everything. Wow. How is she doing that lift? Let's... Don't try that at home. Do try kids. that at home, please. <laughs> If you're dumb enough to believe that, we don't want you listening to this podcast. We kind of skipped ahead, but yes. But yes. Sorry, I went to uh, No, no. All, all three, so there's these three magical, they call them the misses. I think we might call them witches or yeah. whatever in, in, in a different story. Uh, and they are. But they pop out of nowhere. Like, there's no reason for them to be there. No, they're a complete, they're, they're a plot device. Mm. I mean, to be honest. Well, you remove them. And the plot's almost the exact same. They, it's just how do they get to Uriel. They could, the two kids could have gone into the lab. Charles Wallace fiddles with the mm -hmm. thing because he's the genius, and he dials the boom, and they go and they end up in the same place. Like literally, that you could have mm -hmm. done the exact same thing. That's an interesting point. I hadn't really thought about it, uh, but yeah, I guess you're right. Because like, there's one point where they met her, and it's when she uses the spectacles that Mrs. Who gave her. Right. Well, they Other have than like a, that, nothing. They have a whole scene where like, we're going to give you all gifts, and only one of them does that, which seems really like a weird moment. It's because Mindy Kaling is a national treasure, okay? <laughs> like, just... Her being in the movie is the gift. But the, the yeah. thing that bugged me about that is the part where she's, she's, oh, now I don't have to give quotes anymore because we're not clever enough to find quotes <laughs> for the rest to, of the to, to match the plot points that we want to do. Uh, Come on, Google some stuff for a while. Like, like Lyft? <laughs> it is well, weird that like, too, the, the excuse was is that she's, she's weakening. So as she gets more tired, she uses her own words more. Which is an advantage. Like, like <laughs> I can make things more clear now because I'm weakened. Right. What? It seems like that would be harder to for her to come up with her own thought processes. It would have been better had she been speaking in other languages because she couldn't like compute what the kids. I can't knew translate how to, speak. to English. Like, she's yeah. speaking all these different languages. That makes more sense to me because it's more confusing than for the children. And oh, what if she just slipped into binary? But Charles Wallace knows binary, so boom, he can decode it. Like even that would have been or more Morse, interesting. Morse code with clicks. <laughs> it's like echolocation. <laughs> that would right. have Which would have raised the science bar on them <laughs> to be alive. Yeah, that's true. Now, yeah. I do give a lot of credit to uh, the her friend Calvin, who is just along for this ride the entire movie. Calvin, He's a pretty boy. That is a, that's a good-looking kid. He has good eyes. They're yeah, really he does. pretty. I feel like they kept trying to make me care about him, and I was like, I don't really care about this. Kid honest, I cared more about him than I did about the two actual kids. Here's I didn't why care you're about supposed any of to this. care about <laughs> yeah, this kid. He grows up in like book three or four and marries Meg Murray. 
And you have to care. Spoiler alert. Oh my god. Like they're really they're going to make movie. four more movies. Okay, yes. is there a post credit scene by the way? I didn't stay. I didn't stay. Yeah, okay. I was asleep. Does okay. Disney do that for their regular movies? I, I, some, I saw something online about a post credit scene, but I didn't Oops. stick around. To be honest, I, I thought I, did, <laughs> I stuck around for the post credit scene for Black Panther was disappointed, so I'm like, eh. Yeah, we all were. <laughs> and that's like 18 minutes of that's credits. That's a long time. <laughs> Those credits went by for so long. I literally was like, I think I'm the only person on earth who wasn't involved in making this movie. Like, I think I've Probably seen all the. I think I've seen all the names. In the whole world, was probably in there somewhere. Yeah, you would have missed it. <laughs> if you've mentioned Black Panther on your podcast, I'm sure I they gave you credit. Yeah, yeah, thanks yeah. for the promo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yes. then they they do they do try and shoehorn in a little backstory for him about like how his dad's really mean and doesn't yeah. appreciate. Okay, so his I appreciate that. I, I appreciate small stuff like that. Yeah. Those are the things that really get me. When they ex- when they show the teenage girl and she's obsessed with her body and she has, like, a list of all the foods she can't eat. Like, it, just small things like that make me think the director cared a little bit more. Were they necessary? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I get it. My only thing about that, and that has nothing to do with this, those scenes. They were fine. But the whole idea that all of our badness... Is all because of some alien. Oh, I <laughs> makes hate it, that. Makes it seem like I'm not responsible for my own badness. Mm-hmm. My own badness is really this dark thing, multiple galaxies away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, to take that a step farther, I don't. Unless it's like the point of a good chunk of the film, I never like when there's someone who's truly, truly mean, and then it's kind of excused away because she has her own problems. Right. right it's like right. we're supposed to feel bad for her. When really, she's just terrorizing this poor girl who supposedly lost her dad, right? I don't like when movies and stories do that, um, just on a personal level, but... And the flip at the end where she's like, oh, I'll wave. I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody's good now. They're gonna be what? No. Just like Spider-Man not joining the Avengers at the end of a Homecoming. But... Yeah, that's exactly... It's, it's just, well, it's just a flip of character flip, and I, for no reason. I, anyway, <laughs> one... So, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that bugged me about about Meg, and it, it's not specifically her or the actress Storm Reed is is the young woman who played her. It, it's the it's the role, and it happens all the time. Uh, it's the dumb repeater, mm-hmm. which is you know I will tell you Martin Freeman does this as much as every every it seems like every role, uh, whether it's in in Sherlock or The Hobbit or Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, it's the role of the. I must repeat everything you say, like the last thing you said. We're going to tessellate. Tessellate? He's really good at the quizzical We're, look. And right. Why they <laughs> haven't done that. Right. This is Mrs. What's-It. Miss What's-It? Like, every time. I didn't count how many times, because I didn't realize it was going to happen the whole movie. But if you <laughs> count how many times that her, her line is really just questioningly repeating the last thing whoever before her said... Uh, and I don't know if they're just doing it to say the things that Mrs. Who's It and What's It and uh, are saying are weird. And so she's got to re-repeat it to let you know, oh, these are weird things. <laughs> I just feel like it's lazy writing more uh, than that. But maybe that's why they do it. I don't know. Well, it happens over and over again. I get it because th- there's got to be a character who's our window into the right. universe. And you know, there's got to watch... be an excuse for exposition. Right, right, right. We have to explain it to somebody. You, I mean, if you the movie Hellboy, you have the new agent who's got to come in so that they can explain everything to him, which is our way to learn about right. everything. But it's it's just such a painful device when it's overdone. And I felt like for her, it was, it was the whole movie 
because well, I, I feel like that's just how they use the concept of she's just the super skeptic. And right. the trick is, of all the people, she has to be the one to believe that this is real. That's the only way to get her dad back. Right? Everybody else could believe it. Everybody else could go after him. But it's her. She's the only one who can handle it. For whatever that reason. Like, she's supposed to be very special. The thing that's special about her is that she's skeptical. That's, that's her special thing. She doesn't really trust anybody. Oh, it's it, you. <laughs> and I think it's it's recognizing and accept being accepting of her own faults. And for faults, we take out the word faults and put in qualities, if you like, mm -hmm. uh, which I would prefer to do. Um, but I guess that's the idea that she has to know herself right. and, and and accept herself and not sort of reject herself and want to be somebody else. That's the secret to going through the tessel. What do they call it? What do they call it? Tesser. Tesser. tesser when they no, tesser. tesser. Oh, yeah. Tesser. Yeah. When they tesser. Um, Which so. is like just slipstream drive in Star Trek is what it looks like. So. Yeah. I waited 36 the, minutes. Without the spores. Pretty good. With yeah. We spores. just need some spores. <laughs> I think that's what those little flowers, those little walking uh, flowers, yeah. they release spores. Yeah, those were weirdly, like, they're, they're a cool idea, but I feel like they only existed because they were going to drop a kid and they weren't sure how to say The funny part of that, that was is, so Broccoli Head, with the three kids on top, flies, because they got to get somewhere fast, right? It's far away, and so we're going to take you and we're going to zoom away, but then he falls off. And in, like in the amount of time, the amount of time it took for them to fly to there, all the flowers just ran there. And with, the other with Mindy, with Mindy Kaling, who I think is that fast. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think she's that fast. I love her, but she's not. I don't think she's fleet. And so, like, he falls all this way and literally gets cushioned by this many flowers. I, he did, I guess he didn't kill any of the flowers either. It seemed like some of them would have been crushed. It just think. seemed like, yeah, I don't They're know. They're very tough. Yeah, they're magical. And couldn't any of the like, Oprah? Come on, <laughs> well she would have had to move. No, she she was there too. But she was about, giant. Just reach up and section. Like, practically that tall. She was much smaller there on that planet. Right. I just want you. To, I just want everyone to know. I, if you haven't seen it yet, um, I've shown more emotional range in the last two minutes than Oprah does in the entire movie. Fact. Yeah, like, she's just kind of. I was excited to see Oprah in something because she doesn't act all that often, especially anymore. And like, yeah, it really felt like for the most part she just did something in a sound studio for like two or three days. Oh, it took it took them longer to do her hair and makeup <laughs> than it than it took to film all of her actual lines. Because how many different versions of the misses were there? Four, Several, five. Yeah, I think. they do change Maybe. pretty often. Every time they tess her. They kind of change, but then at some point they change back to their Oprah original. Oprah had four outfits, and one was cut. Minnie Kaling oh. had three. Race had two. I think you just got threatened in chat. I can't be sure, but Oprah has people. John, watch what you say. <laughs> <laughs> right. If Oprah's listening, uh, thank you. <laughs> no, and I was excited about Oprah too because I think Oprah's great. I just. Always. Way to cover your back now, well, now I, that you know she has people. I mean, like I didn't know about Oprah. Oprah. She's I, a woman who takes a plane trip to get her hair done because <laughs> she likes that particular person. So. <laughs> She's not the only person I thought was a waste in this movie. I just, uh, I, you know, Zach... Galifianakis. Galifianakis, I thought, wasn't very Zach Galifianakis. I just thought he was kind of there. But... Yeah. 
I totally ship Reese Witherspoon and Zach Galifianakis <laughs> now. I really want them to date. I hear you. Like, I feel like with with Zach Galifianakis' role here, the happy medium, was basically the same. They told him the same thing they tell Will Ferrell when he would do like Celebrity Jeopardy. Like, we know you're this crazy, funny comedian. We just want you to be really straight and narrow. That's what it felt like. And he was. But if you're going to do that, then why? You know, it's not like... This is a, this is a kid's movie, right? Right. I mean, this is a, the target audience for this movie. I think is kids. Yeah, I would agree. <clears throat> Not I don't the people think, who saw The Hangover. I don't think there's. I, and that's my thing. I don't think a lot of kids are like, you know what, Zach Galifianakis. I love his work. <laughs> love his work. Hangover. Loved it. This, Between two ferns, big fans. Mm, mm. The subtlety in his role right now, man. I know what he can do. <laughs> so many. So many. When he's balancing there in that. Balancing stupid area like that. Oh my god, that was the most pointless room in the entire world. Like in the universe and the galaxy. See, everything was very literal. Literally, find your center. Mm -hmm. That's what they were trying to tell you to do. But the cast is for the parents, right? The cast is so people go, "Oh, Chris Pine and Oprah are in it. Let's go take the kids," right? Like that's what that's for. I'm sorry, this guy just said that uh, uh, (laughs) there's a celebrity couple named would be Zeus with their napkin. I'm going to change my cosplay name to that. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, comic book cover story, for chatting with us. That is hilarious. Um, so, yeah. So, let, let's talk for a minute about that evil, though. Because, John, you mentioned how, like, it's... Like, I hate disembodied blobs of evil. It was like the nothing in it's, the never-ending story. It's never been good since then. Parallax <laughs> and Green Lantern was screwed up. Galactus and Fantastic Four. And then the It. Ego. Yeah, and they kept calling it It, right? Is that in the books? Because that, yes, that drove that me nuts. In the I books. just watched It not that long ago, and and then now there's another and It. I kept expecting a clown to pop so up. So that is part of the problem with it. This movie came out a little too late, I think, because so much of its terminology is used in other more yeah. popular things that everyone feels like. I feel like if you went into this and you didn't know how old the book was, you would think <coughs> they just borrowed a ton right. of stuff. Yeah, sure, sure. Right? Where it, it, it didn't. It, it, some of it may, it was older, so... Um, well, yeah, the book came out in 1956, right. and the Tesseract and the It were in the book. Like, right. there was so much deviation from the book, from what I hear, but those two things were there. Those were there. So. Well, and I, and I feel like a lot of times, I get it. You know, a, a book, sometimes it's tough to take a book and adapt it into a movie and include everything in there. You've only got, you know, two and a half hours, especially if it's a kid's movie, you know, you don't want to make it a movie too long, so you've got to try to cut and piece some things together. And I really don't have a problem with that a lot of the time. My problem here was <laughs> there, there still wasn't that much story. There's a lot of time standing around looking at pretty stuff. Mm-hmm. Watching three kids run down a, a hill like, like, oh, you can go do it. And like, they're running down a hill. And like, at this point, the hill just looks like a hill on earth. It's just yeah. like a hill with grass. Like, we <laughs> they were having run, the best time running down that hill. hill. Do you know how kids don't like to run That's now? That's true. Like, I don't want to run down a hill. We would have rolled the, down the hill. Where's the, right, yeah. right. And then later on, went, oh, chiggers. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's the magic, is there were none of those. No, no chiggers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah. The, the runtime's an hour and forty nine minutes. Yeah, so it's short. Yeah. So long, it's kind of long for a kids movie. It, it is, but I felt like I felt like there was a lot of filler. It started mm-hmm. off slow. To you me. said it's a short book, and so there probably was a lot it, of filler. It is, but I felt like they could have fled. But they, there's even some of the science stuff in the book. I think is cut out uh, in this, and I realize they don't want to make it too sciencey. But the book itself was for kids. I mean, you can you can explain some things 
and have some actual dialogue and talking that makes sense. And yeah. not just the, the, I didn't, I never felt like, I, I never felt like, like the villain, the bad guy, the it, okay? I never got any backstory. I mean, I didn't feel like I really understood what it's that just was all at the all. the badness in the universe, disembodied. It just has it. always existed. Right, I, tendriling out. But I it's am a really fan of child that we're possession. Right. right. So, you know, that was good. Right. Well, where well, child it was, possession is nine-tenths of the law. Exactly. Where it was was always weird too, right? So they're on this planet and they see it and it's like a thing, like a meteorite coming towards the planet. Yeah. But then it also has tendrils out all over the galaxy to every planet, but they can visit it because it is a planet. Right. So I wasn't even sure what it was. But the misses couldn't visit it, but somehow... They did visit it. Well, because her willpower, we can't really stay here. Because Meg's willpower was so strong, she took over the Tesser that she wasn't able to really travel like everybody else and pull everybody who's billions of years old with her, who are much more powerful than her. Right, but she could pull. I think <laughs> she could pull the other two, but then they didn't really go directly. She pulled the other two kids. Yeah, but Charles Wallace got separated, and then they're in some weird forest for no apparent reason just I, it's the only reason they're in that forest and they run for a while is for her to show she knows some more physics we have to be reminded every once in a while we lift and then oh you know what we're gonna do we're gonna jump in this stump and How then the tornado as a physics teacher. I, didn't, I didn't feel like it was super super safe <laughs> but just imagine right? imagine it they had no seatbelts, no helmets I feel like they at least had a concussion. Popped right out. Popped right <laughs> out of it. No problem. No problem. In a tornado, I think that's uh, a lot of people say the safest place is in an old stump. Uh, <laughs> Dor- Dorothy was fine inside the house, right? right. So... No, she got a concussion. <laughs> or did she? Yes. <laughs> or was she draining the whole thing? Wait. Yes. Oh, okay. Exactly. I get it now. <laughs> She, she was... had a fever dream from a concussion, okay? Like... That movie makes so much more sense now. Right? Yeah, so anyway, that that little, that little journey was such a weird side part. Yeah. Uh, like, I guess it's all the it trying to manifest itself somehow. But, I, and then at the end, even Charles Wallace's, the tendrils are grabbing her. Mm-hmm. And I wanted her maybe to realize... That somehow that was her own self-doubt grabbing her. And that if she could sort of overcome that, maybe that would stop it all. Like, the, it was just a manifestation of our own negativity. Even that. But no, it's just real tendrils grabbing her. Why not just stab her with a tendril? Like, if your goal is to stop her. <laughs> yeah, that seems like the easy out. Rather than just, like, kind of, like, push on her a little bit. and Like, wrap her up. Let her go. <laughs> over and over again. That's... Let's wrap her up. That took oh, way a too chance long. to talk for that a while. That scene went on for way too long while Charles Wallace's face was cracking apart, which was also kind of weird. So here's a small thing that, you know, kind of bothered me. They specifically told them to be suspicious, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. These little bastards ate food. Like, how many fairy tales are there about don't <laughs> All eat of them. food? <laughs> right. Also one of them. Classic 101. Hansel and Gretel. Like, don't yeah. eat food. Like, mm-hmm. just. You go a little hungry. It's well, that was the thing. Like Meg didn't eat it. She didn't even say like, "Guys, we're supposed to be suspicious of everything." Remember what the missus said? She's just like, "No, thanks." <laughs> right. I'm just gonna let them eat it and see what happens. That's actually that was the smartest thing she did in the movie. 
But they made a point to say that she was pretty smart throughout this whole movie. Like, yeah, they kept was... having to tell us because we forgot right. that she kept repeating everything. Because she was, she was, Charles Wallace is constantly doing stuff to show that he's incredibly intelligent, and we're just constantly told that she is. But she doesn't do anything. But what what is... We keep being told he is. But let me ask you this. What does Charles Wallace do that shows us he's intelligent? He's precocious. And we're schooled through sitcoms to know that the precocious kid is the smart one. He's, he, 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 <laughs> he keeps showing off his vocabulary word of the day, which are not really that complicated of words, to be 100% honest. And he shows us, the, he tells us these words. But other than that, he completely trusts these bizarre, emotionless Mrs. Ladies, okay, and apparently that's just him being smart and being able to sense their smartness or something. I don't, I don't know, but I, I'm trying to remember what he actually does. So is she, so she's smarter than him because she's like, this is all completely ridiculous. Clearly, he's, clearly <laughs> he's supposed to be way smarter than her. But I'm just saying, I don't, I don't remember seeing anything in the movie that actually establishes him as being smart, other than them telling us he doesn't invent anything. He doesn't do. He sits in a, in a off to the side and draws a picture. I mean, he's he boiled some milk. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> a it's true. That does take a lot of knowledge. Boiled some milk. Yeah, they didn't have a microwave. Beep. <laughs> I've never boiled milk no. in my life. I just you don't it need for to. dinner. <laughs> now we we went with somebody who had seen or read the book also, and she said that uh, that in the book, <laughs> sorry, um, they Jack, weren't both Jack. smart. They. Uh, Charles Wallace was the smart one. Yeah. And that was it. But in this movie, in the movie, they kept driving the point home how smart both of them were. Right. Which was a little weird. I don't, since I haven't read the books, I don't know the other differences in it, but uh, I'm sure there's a whole Reese lot. Reese Witherspoon's character should have changed into a flying, like, centaur pegasus kind of thing, and not a that would have been pretty cool. floating broccoli rock. Brussels sprout. I think we're supposed to believe that's some type of alien creature that she turns into. Sure, 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 sure. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. It was just pretty. It, yeah. it gave her a chance to circle Oprah sure. in a way that all of us do as a society. <laughs> and for Disney to make toys. Like, come on. I guess. Toys? I, I, I mean, would the buy it. They have the Funkos. I would buy the Broccoli Rob Reese Wait, there's a Broccoli Puff? No, 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 no. I guess not of that. Oh, okay. No. Sorry. They have, they have fun- I mean, they have Funkos of everything. So do they already have Funkos of the yeah. Mrs.? Yeah. Yes. I, um, is the Oprah one the same size yeah. as the rest of them? <laughs> yeah. It's not a super size. It's, so. it's from when they're on the planet, on the evil it planet. Yeah. And that's that's what I think. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Can I just come back real quickly to the part where Minnie Cable Imagine. goes back to her regular, just regular speech and how dumb that was? <laughs> it caught me off guard. Like, because all of a sudden she's just talking like, what, what happened? Just ha- like, what? And then even, like, they you're talking like four yourself. Books. To prepare this script for, okay? Like, that's the best I could do. Like, I feel like you can... There's a lot of quotes out there for, like, anything you want to say. Like, even then, they, like... Just have her... The thing that Reese Witherspoon says, which is basically just a metaphor anyway. She's not even saying... There's got to be some inspirational quote out there that says what Reese Witherspoon wanted to say. Give that line to Mindy Kaling. Give Reese Witherspoon the glasses. Boom. Good. You're good to go. Have you ever thought of being a scriptwriter in Hollywood? I mean, 
Reese's character was built on the whole insulting everybody, so she had to be the one to be like, and my gift to you is how sucky you are. And <laughs> my gift to you is these glasses, because clearly you're blind. There yeah, you that would work. Insult. Yeah, that would work. Because that was her theme. That was her theme was, I don't know why Meg is even here. The entire time. She was Peter Griffin. <laughs> Which is... Uh... <laughs> Which You're is welcome. That's that. nice. That's nice. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. Uh, I'm just uh, Chris Pine is fine. He's good in the movie. He's Chris Pine. Yeah. Although he, at the end he's kind of Beard shamed a little bit because he wants to leave Charles Wallace behind. You leave yeah. the demonic child and behind. And at that point, yeah. I did too, because um, <laughs> the kid is just entirely too weird, positive the whole time. True. But he still doesn't have any friends. Like, I'm just not sure what, what he was supposed to do in that situation. Like, Charles Wallace is going to get ready to feed these people to the it, and he's got a chance to save his daughter, so he's going to take that chance. The child that he knows. Remember, he disappeared shortly after they adopted him. They don't even know this kid. I mean, that's, that, a good point. that's true. Come on. That's a good yeah. point. That's and, true. like, he shows up, he meets the kid as a sociopath, and... He's been there for four years. I think we gotta cut Chris Pine's character a little slack on wanting to get out of there. Do you think Do you think four years actually passed for him? He had or... no idea. That's a good question. He didn't know, but he was curled up in the fetal position in a hallway, so... Which didn't seem that bad. I mean, to be honest, 100 100% honest, like that doesn't sound that bad to me right We've now. We've seen like, worse I don't have to, prisons. I, he doesn't... He's clearly well-fed. True. Uh, it you know he's not like skin and bones. He hasn't. I, I don't know if he's been tortured. I don't know what's going on. Did his beard grow? No. no. That's how he but that, that's why I don't know if time really passed for him. I feel like okay. for him maybe it was just a couple of weeks or a couple of days even because his beard like yeah. Facial but if that was you, your hair, your beard would have been crazy. Well, you know, Chris and I have different genes. Okay. Uh, you know, it took him a lot longer to do that beard than it, than it would be. That's fine. He grew that for six months before the movie. Yeah, that was. <laughs> That was a Jim Carrey beard, is what that was. Yeah. Education. That's uh, right. But I, I okay, so then he's back on the hook for abandoning the child. But you have, you have an opportunity to save the non-demonic child from the demonic child. I feel like you got to take that chance. Well, they kind of wanted to do that earlier. The missus wanted to take the kids back and regroup and reevaluate what's going on, which is the most logical thing we've heard any of them say <laughs> up to that point in the movie. Because up till then, it was all magic babble nonsense. And so we got to go back. No, we got to uh, take over the Tesser. So, uh, yeah, so that was kind of a little bit of a theme. Do we abandon and go back and, or do we push forward? Um, now, did the misses, do you think that they really knew that Meg was going to do that? And that's why she was there all along. And they really wanted her to take over the Tesser and do that. All in a kind of double bluff game sense. How worried did they look when they showed up to tell them, oh, you took over the tester and that's why you're here? You know how worried they looked? None. Because <laughs> yeah, none true. of them ever had an emotion. That's true. So, now maybe they're just not Maybe that is their maybe worry. They just, maybe they're just kind of Vulcan. They they also knew they were going to bail in like 10 seconds. <laughs> that's true. So. That's a good point. It's hard to be worried. I would believe that Oprah knew the whole time. I feel like, because she's supposed to be the oldest and the most powerful. Mrs. Witch or Oprah? Just Oprah. <laughs> just Oprah. <laughs> Mrs. Witch. Um, I feel like she she may have known. I don't feel like the other two would have thought that. But, I don't know, maybe the whole thing was just totally contrived on the off chance they were right. I think the whole thing was they were using child warriors 
They were putting children into battle against their evil because they were too cowardly to do it themselves. So uh, they just basically armed these children with these glasses and some lame clues and threw them in to a dungeon with a tornado, (laughs) stump-throwing tornado beast. Right next to a beautiful beach. Right. (laughs) I mean, if I was an evil thing, I would want a beach near me somewhere. I did like... Towards the end, where the, you know they end up in the the spherical white room, and Meg has to walk up the invisible stairs. That was a cool looking scene. Just visually, I like that. Yeah, I think we've pretty much driven the point home about how visually right. that, that scene was kind of cool, but... though. So here's here's another question, I guess. What was the point? Not even just from a movie point of view, from its point of view, the it. What is the point of the forest and the tornado and the beach and all that stuff? To then have them drink stuff to trick them into going where you really wanted them to go anyway. Why not just take, why not just put them there? Well, part of me feels like the obstacles were designed to separate them. Okay. Right? So the first obstacle was the the big wall with the tornado. And the idea was that this separates um, Charles Wallace from the other two. So they Mm -hmm. can take him over. Right? But then Smart Meg figures out the physics of log traveling. And so they meet back up at the beach. It was Lyft, wasn't it? I'm sure it was. Yeah, Lyft is very powerful. <laughs> and then they end up at the beach where they're all really hungry. So the other guy, because he's a dude, is just going to eat whatever sandwiches are thrown in his face. Mm-hmm. Right? And Charles Wallace is also going to do that. So they're going to separate Meg, but they don't. Yeah, then it starts to fall Which is apart. weird because Charles Wallace had been the hip one the whole time. Mm-hmm. He was the one who really knew everything that was going on. He knew all the misses. He kind of knew everybody and what the deal was. And then all of a sudden, he's like... <laughs> it tastes like sure. sand. Uh, right, it tastes like sand. What, if, if you want to trick a kid into eating something so that you can take over their mind... Don't have it taste like sand. Why would you have it taste like mm-hmm. sand? Ryan? Well, so, okay, so that was interesting because it only tasted like sand to him. Calvin thought yeah. it was a real sandwich. Because they keep pointing out Calvin's a big old dum-dum. What's yeah. the point of having Calvin? They don't care about Calvin. <laughs> but... Until well, they try to kill him multiple times. That's true. That's true. So is the idea if he eats enough sand sandwiches, he dies? Maybe. We didn't get that far. Calvin, you mean? or Calvin, yeah. Or I anybody. don't think they care about Calvin. I think Calvin was scenery to them. So then why did the sandwiches taste normal to him? Because he's a big old dum-dum. I just said Do that. Do t- taste and intelligence go together? Yes, could be. I'm not aware could of it. But it's like magic sand food. Yeah. Yeah. Magic sand food. Right, that's all made out of dark emotion. Can we talk for a second about how the sand food was sandwiches? Oh, damn it. At the beach. This is where we end the podcast. <laughs> we're done. This is where everybody wants it. That was on pur- like, that's on purpose. I'll be honest, right? I came in thinking this movie was pretty mad, and I think it's it's gone downhill. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's where our podcast is really good. Yeah, it's good. really making yeah. people feel worse that's about movies they liked. Or, I was or so worried. Around. I'll be honest with you. I was so worried coming over that you guys were all going to be like, this movie was like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to watch the podcast. I, was, <laughs> I never liked movies. And, and I was going to come in and go, eh, eh, super meh. Super meh on this movie. Ryan's like three movies in his whole life. Yeah. Big Trouble in Little China. That's one one. Ghostbusters. Two on this chest right Ghost, now. <laughs> Ghost and Ninja Turtles. Ghostbusters and the original Ninja Turtles. Uh, the Secret of the Use is pretty good, too. Combat, Combat cold, cold cuts. cuts. I like Secret of the Use. Give me a break. <laughs> Whatever.
Go ninja, go ninja, go. Um, <laughs> That's true. All right. Vanilla so, ice really why haven't you done a vanilla ice cosplay? Like, no, specifically you... from that scene because I can't do the dance. And if I was gonna do the, I believe in you. You just gotta dance. practice. Pull up some no. YouTube videos. You got this. No thanks. All right. Uh, so yeah. So oh, sorry. Last thing uh, I will say about the movie. Sorry, real quick. I know we're almost out of time. Is <laughs> they kept using this movie in the pre-movie thing about don't have your phone go off during the movie. Did you keep seeing that? They, the scene where where they're talking, she's introducing the thing, and then maybe it's the only the theater that I go to. I, I usually go to the B&D theater. No, we didn't see me. that, did we? But I've seen it now in front of Black Panther twice and this one where they're talking, and then he says the thing, imagine it, imagine it. And then the, there's a ringing in the audience, and that's when the whole audience starts laughing and kind of walking out. <laughs> and it's like, don't have your movie, don't have your phone ring during the movie. And a ring. No, we didn't have that. No. So I saw it right before this movie, which that so that scene was already triply annoying to me before <laughs> I even watched the movie. And in case you didn't pick it up, it's still really annoying to me. Sorry. No. I thought you liked no. it. AMC used to do the one where it would have the random sounds all around, including a oh, crying yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the first time we ever heard that, I was with my dad. And he thought it was a real baby. Yeah. And he goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> I think I did the same thing. I think I did so the, the same first thing. time I heard that, I was watching Troy in the theater. So my friend leans over and he was like, you know, babies can't cry if they don't have wind pipes. And I laughed so hard. Like, <laughs> unnecessarily. <laughs> That's Wow. It's actually science. <laughs> like, He's obviously brilliant. I mean, I think John or, or oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think babies could still cry tears. Stop it! I'm just that's the act of crying, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, all right. Plus, they don't get lift. <laughs> no, that no is point. very important too. <laughs> Uh, so now we, we'll go around and we'll give our grades for the movie. We okay. normally do this as a letter grade. If you want to do a percentage or some other form, you're welcome to do so. Ryan? Uh, the parts I saw, I'm going to give a D plus because it was pretty at least, and that gives it a passing grade for for visuals alone, but the rest of the movie was pretty crappy, so yeah. Okay. I don't think it should fail because it did something successfully at least. That's fair. I appreciate that. I'll say I'll give it a C or a C plus if you're going to go see it maybe with kids. Um, it is a movie where there's not a lot of super threatening scenes. It's not overly violent. I see I see a lot of people taking kids to go see little kids to go see Black Panther, which I think is a little too violent for little kids. Um, actually, I take it back. I think it's actually a lot too violent for little kids. But uh, so in that sense, if you're an adult and you're kind of like a science fiction kind of a person and you're maybe looking for a movie to, to go see, it, it's a D. It's a, a D or an F in that grade. But if you're if you're looking for a, a fun maybe movie to see with your kids, maybe a C. I don't know. I You seem very conflicted. You can love it. I am I, I don't love okay. it. I don't <laughs> love it. I love the way it looks so much and I love the fact that just about every group is represented in this. So, you know, I'm all about representation and Yes, I, I wanted want, to love it for that right, reason. Right? Like, I want Ava DuVernay to make more movies. Sure. I want these women to be in more movies as heroes and not as, you know, just the standard mother in the corner kind of thing. But I can't, I can't do it. It was just not that good. And that sucks. So, I, looks A, subject B. <laughs> So, C plus? 
Why do you need one? Just go. Okay. It's your all right. Turn. All right. Um, yeah, I wanted to like it for all those reasons. I also wanted to like it because theoretically, if it had done well, you'd have a new fantasy sci-fi saga that is kid-friendly. And also, you love beautiful. the book Cave of Time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I thought I had read uh, this book, but I didn't. I read the Choose Your Own Ending, Choose Your Own Adventure book. The you probably had no time. idea how this movie was going to oh, end. Was it a Choose Your Own Adventure book? Mm-hmm. I love those. DC's yeah. making uh, some of those with uh, uh, the DC comic book characters. That's like great. there's a Superman Choose Your Own Adventure one. And oh, everything. that's fun. Yeah, yeah, but it's for little kids, so you probably don't die almost every time. I had the one that was a spy <laughs> one, and you died like almost all of them. So finally, you just had to go through and read and find a successful ending, and then trace, try to find a way back to get you. And it's like, okay, I did. Hey, use, I used to those are all the decisions of... I never made. I read lots of Choose Your Own Adventure books. I used to mark. With sticky notes, all of the all of the endings, so that way every time I would die, I would just step back yeah. until you know and just keep going, so I would read eventually every page. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, so I'm gonna go ahead and give it a C minus. Um, it's a beautiful movie. I do enjoy the cast for the most part. Uh, I think that most of them are pretty solid, and I do think it's a good kids movie. Right? It's not really offensive in any in any way. It's not overly violent. So you could take kids of fairly young ages to it, and it would be very visually entertaining for them for two hours. Comic so. book cover story. We're so sorry. None of us saw it, although I hear Thanos was great. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't, we didn't know. Like, So Disney movies don't, to my knowledge, never really did post-credit scenes. Honestly, Everybody at that point, I was it. so bored. I, can, I couldn't imagine a post-credit scene bringing it, bringing it back. Uh, it goes Thanos, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I... It, I, I just be sitting though. I was nothing. in a mostly empty theater because I was seeing a matinee on Monday because uh, it's spring break, and um, and so I was kind of off all over by myself on one side, and I did actually crush some candy during this movie um, <laughs> because I was just like there was just long periods of time where there just wasn't a lot happening, and uh, so yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So what was your grade, Derek? C minus. C minus. Okay. Yeah, C minus. Um, so. Anybody else upset that, you know, it wasn't a wrinkle in time, it was a ripple in space? Like, no? Maybe? Space okay. time. It could have been I think well, that's time. why I think maybe Chris Pine wasn't there for four years because there was some timey wimey stuff happening. Maybe. That's a stretch. I don't know. They gave us really good razors. I have watched yeah. some of Doctor Who. Not anything with Tim. See, I would have liked, I would have liked to have seen them take, like, they had the, the frequency plate. To make it like, okay, if you take a string and you vibrate it, you can get harmonics. You can get these parts that uh, uh, that vibrate more and less. And then the same thing with the plate. And then imagine, okay, so we're going to do the same thing only with four dimensions. So we're going to do three dimensions and then four dimensions. And it's that fourth dimension that causes this ability to teleport. Now, how do you know where you're going to teleport or where it comes out? If it's going to be... I'm sorry. But that's how you get back home. <laughs> okay. okay. I... S- I, s- I swear they should have just put ruby red slippers on her and just had her, which also wasn't how it was in the book. They weren't red in the book. They were, they were silver. silver. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not, that's a different story. Next, <laughs> next time we'll be ripping apart Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> topical, 1939, let's do Ray, this. Ray may get mad if we tear apart that movie, though. I wouldn't tear you, apart you. that movie. I wouldn't tear apart that movie, you? partially because it's a, it's not... Claiming to be a science fiction movie. That's it's true. Fantasy. Right. That's true. I, which you I can't have a say anything about it that I haven't already heard. That's probably true. It was more internally consistent than this movie. 
Oh, absolutely. I wonder how this one syncs up with Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> Are you going to watch it again to yeah, find out? Yeah, when the out, it's 4K, Derek's going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. Um, all right, so, John, well, where can people find you and the Worst Comic Podcast Ever? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Facebook, if you look up Worst Comic Podcast Ever, uh, if you go uh, on there, that's where we post most of our stuff, but you can also find us on Twitter, WCP uh, Ever. Uh, we're there. We're also on Instagram. Uh, so those are the main places to find us. And then uh, for the podcast itself, we're on iTunes or just look podcast, Worst Comic Podcast Ever. And we're on most of the different uh, podcasting networks you can find us. Awesome. Well, yep. thank you for coming on the oh, show. Oh, thank you guys for having me on. This has been a blast. I appreciate it very much. Awesome. And Ryan, where can people find you and Buster Props? Uh, social media, Buster Props. I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't want you looking at my personal page, so don't look me up. That's but awesome. look up Buster Props. They're changing their name to Tesser Props. I'm thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah or a wrinkle in props. Mm. A wrinkle in props. I like it. I like yeah, you it. You would. Yeah. You would. See, what about a, a buster in time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop. A buster in props. Oh, right. <laughs> no. 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 Sorry. And Ray? I'm Siren Ray, as per usual. And my favorite movie is Versus Drubaz, so I wouldn't tear it apart. No, I, I know. could. Yeah. Um, and I am. Wizard Boss has stood the test of time. It's yeah. not like literally. Yeah. yeah, I'd have to really, really reach to be able to say anything negative about that. That's fair. Um, and I am the Star Trek dude on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all those good things. You can find us at Heroes Podcasts. That is plural. HeroesPodcasts.com. And it's your birthday. And it is my birthday. Happy birthday! Thank you. Yeah, you turned forty-three today. Yeah. I think isn't that what? No, I no. I was gonna say that. we're further apart than that. <laughs> um, well, you could have been like the Doogie Howser of teachers. I was or... not. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are on. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Blog Talk Radio, and Spreaker. Join us live Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central. Twitch.tv slash Heroes Podcast. Next week we're reviewing Tomb Raider, and that is getting much better reviews. I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm actually looking. Uh, the new Tomb Raider looks fantastic I, i'm really excited for that one i think they've done uh, a good job i think that the casting is uh, uh the actress who's, who's playing uh, laura croft i think it looks awesome and i love that they've made her it looks much more action oriented and not just boob oriented yeah. so I I, I I think it looks great it's very focused on the new video games, the, the reboots of the games. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Ch chat with us. We had a few people in chat tonight. I really appreciate everybody who joined us live. It's always fun. That was your birthday present. That was my birthday present. So thank you to everyone who, who did that. We will catch you guys next week. See you next time. Bye. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.